pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome to the Rugby Pod. Thank you very much for coming down and joining us uh, live from Augusto in Auckland at Brito Mart. I'm Andy Rahm, your host. I'm very jet-lagged. I arrived in today and they lost my baggage, so that's why I'm dressed like this. And uh, to my left here, we've got Andy the belly monster good. The belly is real. Then we've got Jim Hamilton, the melted wheelie bin. Thank you for the nice introduction. And we've got a real-life rugby legend, an actual Lions player. Someone that a proper player. Yeah, a real player. Yeah. A real rugby player. We've got Stephen Ferris. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Cheers. What have you guys been up to since you arrived? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Your hair is looking good, though. You went to the barber today, didn't you? Or you got a sunny bill? What, what happened there? Another embarrassing thing. So, basically, once my hair started falling out, I, sha- I shaved it um, and looked ridiculous. Uh, it started to grow back, and obviously, as it does, it starts um, boofing out a little bit. So, we went to this cool place yesterday. Not Go the bowl bits, mate. I've got a decent hair surgeon if you need as well. Yeah, I know. Honestly. Yeah. Can grow it. When, when you retire, your hair grows have back. You, it's amazing. Have a hair transplant? No, I haven't. No, I'm <laughs> waiting, waiting on the big man, passing on the deeds. But it was quite embarrassing. So we've had breakfast, and then Jim's like, right, I need to, get, I need to sharpen myself up. I need to, uh, there's a barber, so I'm going to go and get my hair cut. He's walked in there, and he said, yeah, cuz. Said hello to the, the barber. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you know, I've, um, I've got this picture for you. He pulls a picture out of his pocket. He's pulled out of a magazine, Sonny Bill. He goes, similar size athlete. I played a bit of code myself as well. Yeah. Can you give me a Sonny Bill haircut? And that's what he's done. Wow. Yeah. I think it looks but quite similar to I think butchered. I think you've been butchered, haven't you? Yeah, so, the, so I'm in the chair. I asked for a Sonny Bill. And like Goody said, a similar build. And, you know, I've got <laughs> I genuinely think I am. I don't know why everyone's laughing. <laughs> I, I think I am. Six foot eight, athletic. Um, I go in and get this and then the thing is I'm getting the haircut off this guy it's a really cool barber shop the guy and then he keeps coming in taking pictures laughing and then the guy a, a Polynesian guy is like is, is your mate alright and I said what he said is he taking the piss out of me or what like he keeps coming in taking pic- pictures and laughing I said no he's coming in taking pictures of me because my, I look absolutely ridiculous you know this isn't a normal thing to have in the UK so I'm hoping by the time I go home it, it grows out but this is what Sonny Bill would have wouldn't he yeah 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 so the wife's gonna look. You, you've asked for a Sunny Bill. No. <laughs> yeah. Mate, he was saying he, he thought it was Sunny Bill. He surprised. thought you were Sunny Bill. I'm not surprised. You guys have been. Uh, they would have got you in a few places, probably, uh, um, if you were trying to get into All Blacks trainings and things. Have you have you guys been down and, and seen any, any of the All Blacks training or anything like that? Yeah, we did. How was that? Uh, I thought it was wi- it was weird for me. I don't know what you're like. Like I've only been retired six weeks. And I get invited to go in to a training session. I'm like, I'm, I'm not that keen on watching some rugby guys train. <laughs> but we went down, mate, super fun. He's taking pictures, videos, like... I've watched a lot of training in my time. I never trained myself when I played, but yeah. I watched a lot. Yeah. And, uh, mate, it was amazing, actually, to see, you know, Sonny Bill walks down the steps. Jim looks at him. He's like, Sonny, I'm going to get my hair done like you later. Embarrassing. I was just, uh, I, I saw Bowden Barrett. He's like, Bowden, I, I've never played against you, but how are you, bro? He's like... Who's this fat kid? <laughs> anyway, they come, they come onto the pitch. And Jim and I stood there, and there's all cameramen there, and it was... I was amazed at how sterile it was. Like, I've always... You know, Jim and I, as you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we've always tried to do things with a smile on our face, and you've got to have a laugh at training, right? Boys are warming up. The All Blacks are warming up. No one's even talking. There's no banter. There's no chat. They're just doing lengths of the field. And Jim made this joke. He's like, this is... You know, I said to him, geez, this is really serious. This is the difference between... 
the best team in the world, and me and you that are a pair of jokers. <laughs> He's like, no, this is just like Scotland training. <laughs> exactly the same as when Scotland trained. I was like, yeah, without the skill yeah. and the ability uh, and any wins. Yeah. So you, you reckon Scotland training was just like All Blacks training? It was, yeah, mate. You had to sit like chat amongst yourselves about it a little bit, but mate, I couldn't believe how how they didn't say anything to each other at all. It was like deadly serious, and you had like the conditioning coach, all right, warm up, like literally just. But why? Have no idea. They just, they, 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 did they look like they were enjoying themselves? No, no. they didn't. I was really, like they were I, I was really surprised. I think that you know, like like Goody said, I don't know what you were like. I always take our jobs inc- incredibly seriously. That's why you stayed in the best condition you possibly yeah, could. Yeah, well, when you get on the <laughs> when you get on the training pitch and you're warming up, you had a bit of crack. You cracked a few jokes. You slagged each other. Somebody drops a ball. You kick them up the ass yeah. and have a bit of fun. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Mate, Just I, it's, it's deadpan, nothing. serious. Yeah, I, well, it, firstly, no balls went down because they're pretty good players. <laughs> <laughs> no interaction with each other whatsoever. I, I was actually really shocked. I thought maybe that's the way forward. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe that's why I played for Scotland for ten years and won three games. <laughs> that's because you had. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's because you had Matt Williams as a head coach. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. But Jim, Jim, Jim did put his all black shirt on. And he's a bit of a turncoat. He's, so not, the, the, he's the, not happy at the minute. Yeah, well he's a plastic Scott and a plastic <laughs> yeah. Kiwi. I, I, I'm just so ingenuine, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so he's put his all-black shirt on while all the cameras are there, and he's like, let's go over and speak to Steve Hansen. Yeah, but this is the thing. I, I'm, be, I'm being told to do... Like, you're telling me, oh, Jim, it would be really cool if you put your, your New Zealand shirt on. I'm like, no, it won't. I'll look fucking ridiculous. Did you do it? Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on. So basically, there was a thing, and um, so the guys at Rugby Pass are here. So Sam got taken in, in uh, to see the All Blacks jersey release. I don't know if you saw it on rugbypass.com. Um, and interviewed Kieran Reid. And basically, I don't think they were allowed to ask about anything to do with the, the rugby. They were there to talk about the jersey. And then, uh, so Sam's always been plugged. I don't think Sam knew who I was either. But went to Kieran Reid. Oh, Jim Hamilton's been called up. And if you don't know who Jim Hamilton is, guys, that's me. Um, and Kieran said, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah! Like I had no idea who I was, and like, like, and then, and then, so Sam said, "Oh, who are you most excited about facing? Like, you know, who do you think is good in the Lions to him?" Mate, he fucking knew no one. Like, he was like, "Oh, there's a guy, uh, Sam." Uh, mate, what, what was it like? It was ridiculous, eh? Yeah, watched it. I seen it. Oh, you saw yeah, it? You watched yeah, it. Yeah, watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watched yeah. rugbypass.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just seen a couple of highlights. It was pretty kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Like everybody's kind of sitting there going, "What is this guy on about?" Exactly. But it was uh, it's pretty good. Is he here tonight? He's a Sam's legend. He's a Sam is a legend. Have a look at this. Yeah. So Sam's uh, we've been in a bit of tri- bit of trouble with uh, the rest of the, the media because so so basically what we're trying to do as you as you can see is and there's a few media guys here which is great because we do the, you know the kind of normal everyday media is we we don't take ourselves too seriously so I, as you can see so we're trying to do stuff with uh in trying to make rugby normal and i'm not saying that it's abnormal by the other channels so we, we want to make people f- <laughs> we, 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 yeah we want to make people uh, laugh you know we want it to be fun and, and we're going to the games and we're trying to do different things and sam goes there he's wearing his flip-flops he's got long hair he looks like he's stoned i think he is stoned <laughs> he's going around interviewing people but you know the new zealand media are getting pissed off they're pissed off with it, which I think is ridiculous, but it's getting us out there. You're calling us all a joke. There's serious media people, and then there's you and yeah, I. Yeah, we're That's the, what we're happened yesterday at the game, wasn't it? The, yeah, it was. Yeah. So we're in the game yesterday at, at, uh, down in Hamilton. Jim and I stood in the tunnel doing a bit of filming, and uh, Will Greenwood walks up. He's obviously with Sky Sports, and Will's a good mate of mine. Um, and he walks past us, says hello, blah, 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 walks off, goes down to the Sky bit to do some uh, some filming, and he thinks, thinks to himself, stops, turns around, he's like... Right, while I'm here, I just need a pictures because the jokers have arrived. The clowns. The, the clowns, clowns are in town. The clowns are in town. Take the piss Cheers, out mate. of us. 
Um, but it, he put us, he put us on Twitter, didn't he? He did. You got four more followers. Yeah, I got four more followers. There you go. Twenty-seven thousand. Stephen, we're talking about the uh, seriousness of the uh, All Blacks training. Uh, when you joined the Lions, was it like that? What, what was the trainings like when you were? Give us an insight into what it was like. Yeah, two thousand and nine was obviously much different. It. Uh, it wasn't coached by Warren Gatlin for a start. Um, Warren Gatlin and me, it's not that I didn't get on with him. I just didn't really like him. So <laughs> It was Welsh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Welsh. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a long story about what happened. I, I get injured and he just come up to me and tapped me on the leg and went, you'll learn from this and just walked off. And that's the last time I've heard from him. Like that was it. So I was like, "Oh, thanks very much." But uh, we were coached. What, what talk, talk me more? Talk to me more about that. Like what happened when? So when I get it. I get two thousand nine South Africa. Played a couple of games. Was playing really well. Top Sco- of my game. Scored two tries, two yep. games. There we go. Felt top top of my game. Hurt me in training. So Nathan Hines training smashed him. Took him down. Just leg caught. Popped my MCL. Four week injury. It was like right shit. I'm gonna mm-hmm. be out. Got a scan. I'm gonna be out. So I'm sitting there, Geach comes up to Stevie, come outside, have a wee chat with you. So yeah, no problem, get up, walk out. He says, look, I'm really, really sorry. I really wanted you you know, to be in the test team next week. Playing South Africa in Durban, ready to go. I was like, thanks very much. You know, devastated, like, have to go home. Walk back in, sitting there on the physio table. Phil Pask, one of the physios. Um, he's in Northampton, was he? Yeah, Phil yeah, Pask. Yeah, he's, sti- he's, he's the physio still there. For now. Yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. There now. really good guy. And he's, he's talking away to me. And uh, Warren Gatlin just comes up to me and, just taps me in the leg and says, uh, all right, Stevie? I went, all right. And he goes, you'll learn from this? And I went, right. And he just turned around and walked off. And I was like... Did you learn from it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I learned that he's... <laughs> yeah. Learned that he's a what? <laughs> he's, uh, he's, a, he's a good coach. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, the learnings but are there. Like Don't train too hard. You, you smash someone in training. No, but like that was, that was a complete accident. Like it was a, a complete accident, and if if anybody ran at you, you'd probably just let them through. But yes, Goody, you'd probably be sitting on the sideline yeah, eating yeah, a bag so of cheese and onion. Watching, mate. Watching, mate. Watching. But uh, <laughs> yeah, of course he was running at me week before a test match. I was like, right, here we go. Get up, smash them, just hold them up, choke tackle. Everybody uh, hates a choke Irish, tackle now. The Irish, the Irish, Irish. tackle, yeah. And then just uh, my knee went, so that was that. But. When it came to training, we had so much fun, and it was to go back to it. We were coached by Ian McGeegan. We were out every other night, having a few beers, having a bit of crack. Like it was with Johnny O'Brien today, he's only been out in the beers once, like since he's joined up with with the Lions. Like the Lions is all about the history, the crack, getting out, getting to one another, know one another. What's the best way to get to know one another? Have a few beers, let your hair down, and um, it just seems so much about just getting the result now. And back in two thousand and nine, and it's only eight years ago. You know, it's only two tours ago. It was it got pretty loose, um, and it was really, really enjoyable. But yeah, so there from, you go. from that tour, <laughs> from that tour, obviously South Africa, two thousand nine. Pretty, you say it's pretty loose. You must have a story. A dirty. You, you've heard our podcast. There's a filthy fifteen. You must have a story on someone there. <laughs> can I tell the crowd quickly about the uh, the filthy fifteen, and then yeah, yeah, go, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, over the, the podcast seems to get looser and looser over the, over the weeks. And the producer came up with a filthy 15. So obviously, oh, was it Andy Rowe? Yeah, Andy Rowe, the anchorman, doesn't know rugby, but comes up with the idea. And I think me and Goody took it to a new level. So basically, we picked players that we played across, um, you know, the past 10, 15 years that were filthy. 
you know, we thought that filthy meant filthy. Tom Vondel. <laughs> so to Tom Vondel, you can maybe t talk about Tom Vondel. So I put in a good friend of mine called Luke Narraway. Uh, he, was, he played for England, seven or eight caps, captain of Gloucester and captain of London Irish. So we nicknamed him the Recycler because the first time I saw that he enjoyed to recycle, he enjoyed recycling vessels was we were in a place called The Ship in London and a guy called Henry Carvel was out. Have you heard of Henry Carvel? Okay, if not, he was Superman. So the guy who played Superman. And there was no toilet in the place that we were, so people used to urinate, pish, in, in plastic cups, just like we've got here. So we're all at Henry Carvel, into his rugby, so he was enjoying our company. Pishes in a, in a, in a cup. And Luke Narraway, as soon as he's done it, takes the cup off it and chops it straight away. And, and Henry Carvel, Superman, says, what the fuck are you doing, mate? He's like, wow, I've just chopped Superman's piss. So... Um, it goes one step further, but I, I, I never told the story in the podcast, and nor I will, but he went one body fluid further. Stop it now. Let's go back to okay. the let's go back to um, So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so, so, so we, we went there, and then we had another guy on the wing, Tom Vandell, played for England, unbelievable sevens player, and Goody put him in the filthy 15 for, for what? I'm going to say sex addict. Um, yeah. Just with himself, mainly just with himself. Um, and for... One Christmas, Secret Santa, one of the boys got him a prostate massager. Um, and we were off on the bus um, on an, an away game, and he's come up to the back of the bus where a few of us are sat there playing cards, and he's come up and he said, anyone got any batteries? And we've had Secret Santa two days before. And they're like, yeah, yeah what, what do you want batteries for? He's like, oh, my Beats headphones. And then one of us just clicked and went, Beats headphones don't need batteries. It's for that prostate massager, isn't it? So it eventually he's admitted it, yes, it was. Um, We've given him some batteries. He's gone to his room. He's had an amazing night in the bath um, <laughs> with that, and he scored three tries the next day, so it works. And to be fair to, be fair to Tom Vanner, a lot of these guys have ended up coming on the podcast, haven't they, to defend themselves. And to be fair to this, this Tom Vandell, he actually came on, didn't he? We could, we could hear like water splashing about him. When he was on the podcast, he was actually in the bath. He phoned us, didn't he? He, yeah. he phoned us yeah, from, the, from that, the bath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in the bath, and you just heard. He seems like a legend. Yeah. Good yeah, amazing. Yeah, good, good boy. Anyone that you would add? Um, Neil Best, oh remember yeah. Neil Best? Yeah, yeah. Played for Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Um, unbelievable player back in the day. Bit of a hard man, but you talk about um, somebody having having something. He he used to have something that he kept under his bed called the magic wand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he used the magic wand on himself just to relieve himself now and again. But he was a sex pest. He's now living in Singapore. Hang on, what's the wand? The wand? Yeah, what, what, is yeah it? what does it do? What happens? Yeah, what, what, um, does, it, what does it look like and, and where does, does it go? What does it look like? Like a Harry Potter wand? wand. So, so it looks yeah. like a wand, yeah. Except it's kind of like a spiral. Okay. Like a corkscrew. And he sticks it up his ass. Oh, <laughs> Too far. Who brought this guy on? <laughs> too far. Yeah, that's, that's too far. You need to get Neil Best on the show. Honestly, yeah. he would uh, tell you a few stories. All right, we'll just uh, segue on to some more serious yeah, yeah. rugby stuff now. Uh, so... Um, Looking at the, the Lions call-ups call from the last week or so, wh what have your thoughts been on that being a, a previous Lion, you know, just bringing in people because they're geographically closer? Yeah, it's a funny one. I think uh, Warren Gatlin probably made the right decision in not putting those guys on just for the sake of putting them on uh, last night in Hamilton. Um, again, speaking to Shawnee today, he's under the impression that those guys, lads are going to disappear pretty pretty quickly again I'm, I'm not sure if, if that's correct but they're only here for training if somebody goes down with a really bad injury they're going to step in and be able to f stay on the bench um, but for me 
for me, I've, I've already expressed this opinion on, on Sky that it devalues the badge, bringing in people who um, are probably a lot further down the pecking order than some of the other lads. And Joe Launchbury and Simon Zebro, Keith Earls is playing unbelievable rugby at the minute. Um, a couple of other lads, you know, putting their hands up. See to play for the Lions. It is the pinnacle of your career, and it was the pinnacle of my career getting selected for the Lions. It's the proudest moment of my career. And for guys, you know, I, I don't know what you think. Like those guys walking in that situation, yeah. the, the, a couple of them might be like embarrassed. You know, going like, you know, I'm actually walking in here, and I could be out of here in a week, and I'm carrying out my bag with all my Lions stash, and it's got my initials on it. But they might not might not even play a game, but yet they'll have two or three jerseys with their initials on the jerseys, and it's just kind of like. Uh, I don't know, but again, Warren Gatlin's had this plan, and I think he's had it for the last number of months. But yeah. for me, it's not the right decision. And there's all this jet lag, you know. Yeah, just because of the geography, he's getting selected before him. But for me, it's it's only fifteen, twenty hours, you know, for for somebody to travel over um, and to get be given an opportunity to play for the Lions. It is the best opportunity that you can get playing professional rugby. So for me, again, it's another black mark across uh, Warren Gatland. You're not biased against him at all, are you? No, not the slightest, no. no. Um, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. It's one of those things that I actually, there's two ways of looking at it. I actually feel really sorry for those boys uh, that have been called up. Like Corey Hill, in reality, the way social media is now and, and access to the internet and all that stuff, and everyone's got an opinion, and opinions are great until they're spoken about you um, and everyone disagrees with the fact. So I actually do generally feel for those, but it's not their fault. Yeah. It's ultimately Warren Gatlin's putting them in an awkward position but like like Stevie said, Jim and I, the closest we got to the Lions was um, like a 500-man standing, the standby list, wasn't it? In, um, I was on standby 2005 uh, when we came back here. Um, thank fuck I didn't get picked in the end because it was a shambles. Um, but no, you're right. You'd have loved to have been here. And you talk about players like Joe Launchbury and there's a whole host of guys. Listen, Ireland have gone to, okay, they've only played USA and Japan, but they play bloody well. And you talk about some big names. Um and they're looking, Joe Launchby could be injured in four years' time when the next tour's on and miss out, and he could never be a Lion. But he ultimately, he's, in my opinion and most people's opinion, a way better player than, than Corey Hill, which is nothing against Corey Hill, but Warren Gatlin's put him in a position whereby... But, like, Corey Hill could be, in four years' time, he could be a starting Lion. We just don't know that, but he can get a, an opportunity then. But Joe Launchby's time is now to be called upon. And for me, it's just a really, really bad decision. And I really feel for I feel for the lads that have been called in, but also feel a lot for the boys who are on standby, so to speak. Yeah. But my, my and point... Get, and yeah. aren't getting selected. I mean, my point on it is you talk about the guys out in Argentina, the England boys, and, okay, yes, I'm a little bit biased against uh, for the English boys. But they, those guys could have played the first test a couple of weeks ago and then flown out after that first test. Because it's been planned, like you said, it's been planned for a couple of months. You talk about Scotland and, and Gray's out there playing second row. Internationally, he's a better second row than Corey Hill. You know, you've got Fraser Brown, you've got Dylan Hartley, these guys. If you're planning for it, you could have planned for it and said, right, Eddie Jones, we're picking, we're going to take Launchbury and someone else, Dylan Hartley maybe, or whoever. So, so, so why has he done this? There's the answer. No yeah, idea. See, no idea. Well, looking at it from the outside, because, you, again, so, so we've mentioned Corey Hill, the second row from Wales, and the fact that, okay, he's not picked any England players, because he said geographically, but he's picked a couple of Scotland players, not token ones, he picked one good one. Um, so you mentioned Johnny Gray. Mate, he's coming over with Finn Russell and Alan Dowler, which I think is Alan Dowler's a ridiculous decision. He's third choice, Lou said. Um, 
rumour has it, I don't know, he wants to impress the Welsh Rugby Union. Look, we're blooding people, we're giving these guys the opportunity. But for me personally, I was really pissed off because I'm the same as Goody. Like, you know, w we've won premierships, won a European Cup this year, last year, and still n none of them are at the pinnacle. Playing for, playing for the British Lions would have been the pinnacle, even to play a minute and to have that jersey and to have that kit bag and to tell your kids that you've played. And the fact that he's made it that easy and that accessible for me is, I think, is an absolute shambles. And if the Lions don't do well on tour, which we don't know how they're, they're going to go, they've, they've played well, I think, and they've had a great tour until now. I think that Gatland should never coach the Lions again. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. But you talk about that. You talk about someone like James Haskell, who's spoken so passionately, and Carl Sinclair as well, about being a Lion. You know, Carl Sinclair's talking about the 97 tour when the Living with the Lions DVD came out and all that stuff. And he's on top of the world in terms of being selected for the Lions because it's such a pinnacle. Um, you know, Haskell as well, he's spoken about how he struggles to get to where he's got to. He's finally a Lion. He feels that he's made it as a rugby player because it's the ultimate achievement. And, um, you know, to chuck in, you know, I had to Google. Yeah, we we, 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 sat, we sat there Googling. We, we didn't know three of the, And we're in the game, like we're doing media, like played against these guys. Had no idea. Had no idea who they were. Mm. And it's interesting because you talk about but the... It's, but it's not their fault. No, it isn't uh, their you fault. Know, no, and that's, no. That's, 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 that's a, a lot of people would... You know, you read social media, you read the press. A lot of people are kind of getting on these lads' backs, but it's not their fault. They're the ones that are getting called in. And if I was in their shoes and I was getting called in, I'd be all over it. So you can understand from their point of view uh, exactly how it is. But yeah. at the end of the day, where does it lie with? It lies with uh, the, the head coach of the British and Irish Lions. Simple as that. Well, most people here would have probably had to Google who you guys were, to be fair. <laughs> but if we're... If we're looking at, um, well, actually, you touched on it before, the, the rumour around uh, Warren Gatlin and, and the Welsh Rugby Union and, and trying to blood new players. Can you, can you tell us more about that or what, what that rumour was? Just that. So, so Wales, there was actually a stat that came out recently. You know, Gatlin's been amazing for Wales. Wales have had a great period. You might be able to talk more about it because uh, you were heavily involved in, in playing against them. But they've, they went really well, didn't they? They had a, they had a long-standing you know, uh, longevity of success. But there was a stat that came out recently, 49% is, is, his, is his win ratio. Was that, was that recently, Goody? Yeah, the last four years or something, isn't it? Which Five isn't years. great. You know, so Wales have struggled over the last few years. And he, he obviously did well in, in a different country in the, in, in the last Lions. It's real now, isn't it? You're playing against the, the best nation. And, you know, we were chatting, maybe it was a case of he, he wanted to show the Welsh Rugby Union that, that's what he's most passionate about. It, obviously, he's got the Lions, but blooding these Welsh lads that he's put, a, he's invested a lot of time into the union, into not just the first team, into in four years' time. You know, these guys are going to go and kick on off the back of what he's done for them. Well, for me too, like the the Dragons have reinvented themselves. The the Blues are seem to be going in the right direction. The Scarlets won the Pro 12. I, th I think Welsh rugby needs a change. I think they they've got a good caliber of player. There's a lot of good guys in there. There's a lot of experience. And I think they need to take a step forward because when it comes to the Southern Hemisphere teams, they always seem to fall a little bit short. Um, and I, I didn't know that stat about Warren Gallen around 50% in, in the last four years. But for me, Wales should be challenging for up, uh, up there for World Cups. Every year they should be challenging for Six Nations like they were a number of years ago because they do have the talent. We see it. Look, look at Scarlet's in that Pro 12 final, you know, putting 40 points in Munster. They're just exceptional. So um, for me, if it doesn't go well, 
on this tour for Warren Gatland, it, you know, he might not have a job for Wales in, in, in the near future. That's the point, though, isn't it? He, uh, his defence is just judging me on the tests. It's all about, okay, the midweek games and all that build up, but ultimately you judged on whether you win a series. You get to you know, the, the Australia tour four years ago. Actually, I don't remember the, 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 the midweek games, the games and the build up to test. Ultimately, we won, we won the series, and that's what everyone remembers. So, in his defence, when we beat the All Blacks, he'll be all right, right? Goody, yeah. Goody thinks we'll beat the All Blacks now. What what do you guys think the chances are of beating the All Blacks? Well, initially, at the beginning, if you look at it, and the way that the boys started the tour, it looked the most impossible task, you know, thinkable in terms of rugby. Um, so firstly, if they do do it, I think it'll be one of the biggest upsets we've seen in, in sport in history off the back of the... You don't think so? But you're playing against one of the best teams ever. Yeah, but in, you're, in the you're, you're also playing a, a team that's made up of England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, or a little bit of Scotland. Yeah, but I'm talking about on your home pack. I mean, they've not lost. In in, they've not lost in Eden Park since '94. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? But they got to lose at some stage. You know, they're go- they're going to lose at home at some stage. Um, do I think this team? That sounds like optimism. <laughs> it has to be Realism. optimism because 24 hours ago it wasn't optimism. It was like I was sitting there on the way to Hamilton going, oh, geez, you know, I really hope they can grind out a result here tonight. And they went out and they expressed themselves. There hasn't been any chat about the back three. The whole tour, boom, back three, unbelievable. Jack Noel, can he start a test? Elliot Daly getting dragged off. Oh, hello, he might be on the bench next week. And it's just like, it's about time. And they were exuding confidence. As soon as they got on the ball, they were given go forward. And it was just a completely different line. I know the Chiefs were under par and they were under strength but at the same time you've got to play what's in front of you and I think that they were incredible last night and it sets it up really really well for this Saturday and I, I loved last night because obviously and Jim and I sat there talking about it and we talked about CJ Stander who Jim in his defence doesn't know too much about rugby um, tells a good story but sat there at the start of the game he goes I'll tell you now CJ Stander will have a massive game because he's going to be pissed off he's playing the midweek team because a lot of people thought he'd be a test player and they've obviously by playing that game last night Everyone's looking at them going, anyone that's starting isn't starting the test, right? And we met some of the boys today, didn't we? And they were like, you know, who's he starting? Do you know? Well, you, no, no one had a clue. You, you went up to Omani, O'Mahony, Peter O'Mahony, and said, are you... No, I just, I just you, said... You, you, you captain at the weekend. No, I just said, I said, hi, Skips, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was, you know, you, I, I actually think they went out there and, yes, they played the way the lines have played, but they were like, let's go and prove a point. Elliot Daly was unbelievable. Jack Noel was unbelievable. I thought Dan Cole played really well. He's all of a sudden dropped to third choice when everyone thought he was going to be a test starter because of his scrummaging. And he didn't play particularly well in one game. And you know the ebbs and flows of a tour. But I thought Dan Bigger was outstanding. Liam Williams, who got simbined a couple of weeks ago um, in his first game. And everyone was saying that's his chance. He's gone. Jack Noel didn't play well against the Blues. They've all come back and basically you know, put a massive amount of pressure on that test team now because ultimately, as Steve Hansen said, it's been split into two teams. And, he, you know, I love the the bravado in the press between Warren Gatlin saying about the crossing and, you know, they're both going at each other. And people, some people think, actually, that's not what the, the spirit of rugby is about. But the way we are in the media, I think it's brilliant that they're actually having a little bit of a dig at each other. And Warren Gatlin saying that Steve Hansen must be worried because he's doing more press conferences and talking a bit more. So the All Blacks, ultimately, I think, Four weeks ago, everyone have thought that a smash, you know, the All Blacks would smash the Lions and um, you know win fairly comfortably. But the kind of nuggety game that we're playing, the kick chase, the defence, the uh, the line speed, the, the set piece, all that stuff. I think yeah. one thing that has to be highlighted is 
<coughs> the the Lions haven't done too much wrong. I think the New Zealand media has got on the, the Lions back really badly, and it's been a really poor showing from the the NZ media. Yeah, from like you guys, it, it really has. Um, I think it was Hayden Triggs was uh, was was speaking about it. Obviously, a Leinster player, and he was saying everybody in New Zealand wants to welcome the Lions uh, supporters, the fans. Everybody wants to get behind the Test series, but the New Zealand media just want to make it a bit of a farce and. For me, it has, but the last 24 hours, they've really, really changed their tune. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a bunch of it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But that's it when you, that is the New Zealand media. And, and especially when it but comes why, to why, rugby. Why? But why? Because they all want to uh, be put out there as you, if they. Because you think you're the best. Yeah, exactly. And that's what yeah, the New yeah. Zealand media, they want to become, the, they want to be put out there as the, the rugby head in the New Zealand media. And every media scrum you go to, if it's a super rugby game or if it's an all black test, if you go to a media scrum, it's just a giant cock off between the, the guys that. Uh, who's uh, got the biggest? Oh, probably Jim Kays. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got a whopper. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> he's got a whopper. Yeah. No, but that's what it is. It's, it, it does become like that. And, and there's almost been a war between uh, the English press and the New Zealand press leading up to this match. But, um, it, and it has, it, it, you know, it's, it's taken away from the rugby a little bit. So as a Kiwi oh. that's worked in the press, mm. what do you think of the test match this weekend? Yeah, what, no, that's what I, want, I, want, I want you to answer it now on the well, pod. I, I think I think you guys would consider it a win if you um, came within twelve. Um, no, what do you what do you think? <laughs> well, I think, we'll, I think he's we'll been looking you. at the spread from the bookies. I think <laughs> I think we'll absolutely <laughs> pump you. So you're part Can of the you, New Zealand press. That I, I think arrogance, been, arrogance. Yeah, arrogance built on expectation, built on experience. I think um, looking. <laughs> And looking at the way you guys you guys are celebrating victories over the Crusaders, you've, it's a Super Rugby team. You've been celebrating victories over New Zealand Maori, who had one week to prepare and spent probably three quarters of that week practicing the haka, which was awesome. Yeah, it amazing was awesome. haka. It was awesome. and you got you guys are, you guys are celebrating this like the test victories, which worries me a little bit because when no, you we're go, not when celebrating, we're just uh, we're just getting a bit of confidence from it. You call it the game. fourth and the fifth test. So when I when I when I hear that chat, I'm thinking, well, you're going to face a hell of a step up when it comes to the All Blacks. You did make a good point though, because we, we are getting excited because I, I think naturally we, we want the Lions to do one to win the series but in order to beat the All Blacks you've got to score th at least 30 points is that what we're saying when we were looking at it it's an, they score an average of 30 points a game they do but they haven't faced a defence like we've currently got in God knows how long no, like they, they've been spooked by the defence like the line speed and again we had a better view of it yesterday and our expert-ish knowledge the line speed the set-piece dominance they've been absolutely hosed up front you guys talk <laughs> about this, this, this rushing defence like it's something new. The Springboks tried this on us about four years ago and they got us. It was about 2008, 2009 when they had, they had us with the rushing defence. And we've evolved since That then. was about 10 years yeah, ago. We've yeah, we've <laughs> the Springboks were shit back then. Yeah, exactly. They were world number one at the time. They, they've, we've evolved since that. And, and it's one of those tactics which isn't a new tactic. And coming down here and thinking that you're going to be able to use that to have an advantage over the All Blacks is just silly. No, but listen... What happened when the Springboks brought that defence to you? What happened in those games? Did you win or lose? No, we lost. But right. We, but and from have, you that been have you been tested in that way ever since? No, because they... Right. Well, yes, so yes now, we have. now we're here. We have. I so now we're yes, here. we have. <laughs> because we were tested on that. That, that, de that defence became obsolete because we overcame it. And what you're doing now is you're going back in time and using something that was old and would completed pretty much. And completed. It's like Tinder. Yeah. You've completed Tinder and all sorts, right? 
I wish I had. There we go. Um, but no, the, the whole thing, you, the nuts and bolts. We're, we've come here, and I read something in the papers today about how boring the lines are. And that's, you know, after the victory last night. But ultimately, you see him, you go back to the Maori game, McKenzie, who is a fullback. But ball in hand, he is an, um, a devastating runner. Mm. He's, he's picked at 10. And he's trying to chip things out of his 22 because the pressure game. Yeah. Can you handle the pressure? Not just the defensive line speed. What about Conor Murray's boxing? Conor Murray's probably been, for me, one of the best players yeah. on the tour so far. Uh, Hasn't made electric breaks, but his game control. And our, then we go to a line-out. You can't win a fucking line-out. That's, you know, th- that's embarrassing. Yeah, but when you're going to go up against Retallick, we're going to win. White Lock. White Lock got hosed for the Crusaders. Reed. But what I'm saying is, you <laughs> put them all together. <laughs> okay, he's all, he's all right. He doesn't know Jim Hamilton. No, but he's I, all right. I get your point. But you put you put them all together. You put the the physicality at the breakdown. You put the the line speed of our defence. You put our kick chase. You put our kicking accuracy. And the All Blacks. And listen, Bowden Barrett for me is the best player in the world. Um, you know, over the you last. You say two years. someone is the best player of the world every podcast. No, just Bowden Barrett. There was um, but he, he'll perhaps no Falatau's not the best player in the world. Vanipola, Billy Billy Vanipola is the best eight in the world. Um, Jim Hamilton's the best. Um, Best lad, yeah. Um, but you put all those nuts and bolts together, and the, cruci- the 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 All Blacks haven't been tested in that way under pressure for God knows how many years. Mm. You play against yeah, because because rugby's moved on, and God knows how many. Oh, years we're, we're bringing the old school back. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're doing. We're bringing the old school back, and let's see if we can handle it. I think you've got a point though, because and it comes from the Saracens, the way they play, and every team that supports a team that goes up against Saracens, and the New Zealand media quite haven't got quite the handle on this yet um, say that Saracens play a boring frustrating game of rugby if you're cheering for the opposition that is the case but it's because Saracens don't allow teams to play that style of rugby and I think the Lions have taken a leaf out of that book as well and are playing a similar style and whenever you see the Lions win against whoever they're beating everyone just mocks the way they play but it's because they don't allow teams to play a running rugby they, they don't allow teams to to get off the ga- get over the game line, and and I think that's something that the New Zealand media, especially, haven't got a handle on. Well, it would be ridiculous, wouldn't it, if the Lions played a running style of rugby against the best counter-attacking team in we've ever seen ever in rugby? They're going to get hammered. So they've come up with a blueprint now that I think that they can actually beat New Zealand. Like th- they've not just done well in the set piece against you know the Crusaders front five; they've absolutely decimated them. In like the midweek teams against okay, you know whatever you said the third fourth choice string, but you know the line out I think again without boring all you non purists out there, but I think it's it's been embarrassing how bad their 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 line out their set piece has been and how much the the lack of detail they've actually put into that, you know so if you're if you're the the New Zealand coaches right and you're Whitelock, okay, and you're the coach speaking to him, you'd be saying mate you need to get the line out sorted. Like a long time before these guys have turned up, they're going to the Crusaders and the Lions. You know, the Lions have got a thing. I know it frustrates people with, with Maru Atoji, you know, a guy who I taught everything that he knows, um, and George <laughs> Cruz um, in the line out, and they're, they're rushing, rushing them to get the ball. They can't fucking win a line out. It's embarrassing, I think, on that side of things, and I think that that's where the blueprint is: the line out, the set piece, and the scrum where they've been hosed, and the kicking game. They think it's boring, but. but it but for the Lions to win, they have to slow the game down. They have to play it at their own pace. Like I've, I've kept going on about this over the last couple of weeks. When the ball's in play all the time, they seem to struggle a little bit more. Yes, it's brilliant having this rushing defence and closing spaces. But when you're going, down, going through 15, 20 phases, you can't keep rushing up. And you, the, the, the holes and the gaps are going to appear. So the Lions are all about going three, six, nine, 
put them in the corner, Conor Murray, box kick, keep putting pressure on them, Let give the, give them the ball back once you've got a lead and force them to make mistakes and then turn it around on them again. So I, I really do think the Lions can win, but they're playing in the best team in their own backyard. They haven't lost there since 94. It's just going to be so, so difficult. Um, but, but they can do it. It's going to be awesome, though, eh? It is. Like, it's 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 the, the big thing is it's three tests. It's 80 minutes each test. And it's, sounds like you're stating the obvious, but have we got the intensity to be able to do that for three tests, 80 minutes? Because it's you can't. It's the obviously stating here, but you can't switch off against the All Blacks because you saw how dominant they were against the Samoan Touch team on last Friday. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, you, you go back to the Crusaders game, Israel Dag under a high ball. He wasn't interested, was he? He didn't want to know. <laughs> you can't keep going back to that Crusaders game because it was so long ago and Israel Dag was coming back from injury. But let's move on. What's, we- what's the weather on Saturday at Eden Park? It's going to be wet, but let's there we move go. on. If, uh, for those of you that haven't listened to the podcast before or are listening for the first time, uh, we've got a segment called The Good, The Bad and The Ugly where Andy Good tells us what's been good, what's been bad and what's been ugly in rugby over the last week. Well, there's been plenty of good, hasn't there? Um, we'll start off with the Lions, eh, shall we? The upturn in our performances. Um our attacking game in the last 20 minutes against the Chiefs on last night was pretty special. That back three, Williams, Noel and Daly ripped you boys to pieces, didn't, didn't they? Didn't watch it. I was on a plane. No, there we go. Um, so the Lions were pretty pretty good. Um, the forwards, the performances over the last couple of games, against, especially against the Maoris, George Cruz and uh, Itoji. Omani's been unbelievable. You, you talk about a test team and you talk about start of the tour. I don't think anyone, you've played a lot with him in the back row, but I don't think anyone would have said he'd have been a line starter. There's potential now that he's going to be cap- named captain tomorrow. I, I hope he is named captain, but he is a, a just an unbelievable competitor. Like, there's only one person that I know that hates losing more than Paul O'Connell, and that's Pete O'Malley. And he's just like, he's cut from the same cloth as Paul O'Connell. He took the captaincy off Paul O'Connell at Munster. He's just an unbelievable competitor, and I think he's going to do a great job for the Lions. So, for me, Pete O'Malley, Big Jim touched on about the line out. Defensively, he is incredible in the air. Uh, he's very easy to get up as well. He's a he's a tall, lean man, so we can get him up in the air. So, um, yeah, he's going to lead from the front. He's a he's a hard hard boy. So th- he was pretty special. We go to South Africa. South Africa dominating the French. Colisi in the back row. He was pretty good. Uh, England, how good were we over in Argentina? Oh, you were so so good. We yeah, were wonderful. Weren't we? It's like our fourth team. We've got 18-year-old kids so playing. Much and so, so much deep. Than not many people rugby. go over to Argentina and win 2-0 on that comfortably. Yeah. George Ford, I've given him a bit of stick this year. Um, he was outstanding. Mike Brown as well. Uh-huh. Talk about two guys. You t- you're calling up a full... Hog's gone. Call up a fullback. I thought I thought he was amazing. Mike Brown, George Ford, he had a great game. Uh, England women. We came over to New Zealand. The England women came well over done. to New Zealand. A place we've not won since 2001. And we dusted the black How ferns. often do you come over here, though? I, I don't imagine well, we haven't women's rugby will be coming over here that often. Yeah, they do. Do they? Yeah, every now and again. Every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't beaten the black ferns since 2012, so that was brilliant. England women kind of coming over here. I said it earlier, I love the spat between Gatland and, and Steve Hansen. It's good. Uh, it's good fun. It's good to read. Um, so, yeah, oh, the good this week. Hang on. Are you finishing the good? Well, I'll finish it then. You're going to uh, touch on the no under-20s? No, no, no. Forget the... Uh, uh, did he mention Scotland or not? Well, here we go. No, he didn't. It's, no, fi- it's finally didn't happened. Didn't even touch it on. It's finally happened. Was that in your good or not, the Scotland? We'll give victory. the good this week. It's got to be Scotland. Going to Australia. Uh, did you have that down or I've not? Got it, doing I've got me? it, I've got it. No, I've got it. I've got it. The Scotland winning in, in Australia, missing four of their best, worst players. Um, it's a great achievement. Obviously, the Aussies aren't particularly good at the minute, but uh, 
Scotland are fourth in the world now, Jim? Well, they, they were fourth, but it wasn't. It was a, a glitch for World yeah, Rugby. Uh, they're fifth. Yeah, okay. Um, highest ever, though. Fifth is highest, highest ever. ever. Yeah. I think when I played... So we'll we give we the good this 11. week. Scotland for going over to Australia, beating them in Sydney. What about the Gregor Townsend's the first team? World Cup? Mate, this, this isn't your segment. This isn't. This isn't no, your segment. Is that in there? Yeah, Scotland. This isn't Scotland. your segment. Segment. Not anyway, let's go to the bad. The bad. Uh, Australia. We've just given the goo to Scotland. The Austra- Australians were abject against the Scots. Erostrun, Bar, Israel, Folau. The Australians were garbage, weren't they? Well, I mean, the try was good, but they were awful. Yeah, not great. France. Right, awful. They were pretty poor in Durban against Safka. Guino Vez, he's a dead man walking. I know. I don't know like a kick at the balls. He's a cow. He's a cow. Would he be considered a cowboy, do you reckon? I think he'd be a cowboy. Well, yeah. A cowboy is a coach that doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, so like yeehaw. So he goes in and hasn't got a clue. He's a proper cowboy, I reckon. Yeah. No structure, no nothing. You need to kick at the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so Guino Vez, that's pretty bad. Uh, but we're going to go to, we stay in France. We go to Toulon. So there's a load of chat in, in, in the top 14. Toulon, the, one of the biggest clubs there in terms of people, the world stars out there. Then Two million euros in debt away from their budget. The LNR, the, the French League, threatened to relegate them. And that would have been an absolute travesty to see Toulon back in Pro D. You're looking at me like you've got no idea. No, I Ma- just, Ma- thought, I just assume they had loads of money. Cause well, they, they have. So, Ma- so they, the owner, Murad Bujalal, has come in and, and dunked two million quid, just pocket change, found it behind the sofa. He's chucked it in and they're safe. So there was a, there was Where a did you pick up this? Oh, I had no idea about that. I'm just reading Rugby Union, mate. mate you oh, are, you I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm a pig. So the bad this week goes to Toulon. Nearly getting relegated from the top 14 without even... Playing a game, getting to the top 14 final. And the bad. That was the, the ugly. Bad. The ugly. The ugly um, I'm going to go the reaction of all the people in the press. I felt so. We talked about it. The reaction of people, you feel sorry. Alan Dell, Jim's gone mad. Third choice Scotland hooker, uh, prop. Corey Hill and Christian Dacey. You feel for those guys purely because, you know, you have the best moment in your career getting called up for the Lions. And, the, you know, Warren Gatlin calls you up or however they do it these days, sends an email. And then you go on, t- they're all on Twitter, y- you know, go on the internet. You've got legends of the game, the Lions tours like Ian McGeek and all saying, that's a shambles, that's a joke. How do they feel? That's pretty bad. So that's the ugly. A uh, uh, big Tom Court, who was selected four years ago just because he was back home in Australia, holidaying with his family. Like, uh, I just read his Twitter. I know you commented on, on uh, an article that he'd done as well. Like, he's one of the most honest guys. But at the end of the day, he got called up and he got called in to do a job and he got capped and he's a lion and he's number 805 or whatever he is. Do you know, you, you can't take that away from the fella and it wasn't his fault that he got called up and there's so many people on his Twitter feed giving him dog's abuse from four years ago, even though he's not even, he's retired and he's not even selected this year. Do you know, he, he's gone and he's still getting abuse from four years ago. That's not Tom Core's fault. We, we had him on the podcast at one stage and I think, to be fair on him, I, I think he is taking the good with the bad there, and he he quite enjoyed the call up. So he was he was lapping it up, wasn't he? Yeah, we were just saying that um, again. We could talk about this all day. You know, Stephen was good enough and lucky enough to play play for the Lions. But how many how many Lions have there been? Eight hundred and seventy-seven, something like that. I've got, I might have the, the the number wrong, but that's made his life. You know, the fact that he's become a British Lion has, has obviously family in terms of his career. He can he can go to his grave now and say that he's done that. The interesting thing, because we left three minutes before the, the end of the game last night because we, we wanted to get back, we wondered whether the guys would get on. You know, so, so they've turned up and we saw a couple of the guys in town today and we were saying, 
we asked them about it. You know, we can't really comment on what, what, what they said or who they were. But they've got all the kit. Everything's branded up. They didn't get on. What they're doing now, so that, so that they've come here, they've done a bit of training, they've been cannon fodder, and they've not gone on. So they've, they, they've come here thinking, you know, I'm going to be a light. I think with all the pressure that Gatlin's had, I think that that's why he's not, he's not put them on. So they're going to go back with two bags of kit. Like I was standing on the pitch last night, and those guys were warming up for 20 minutes in the second half. And they weren't just like going through the motions going, oh, I'm not really going to get on here. They were busting themselves off the line, down ups, back on, like, you know, looking across to the bench, you know, just really looking for an opportunity to get on the pitch. They, they th thought they were there to represent the British and Irish Lions, but it looks like they're, they're not going to get an opportunity to do that. Mate, I sat on the bench many times for Johnny Wilkinson. <laughs> I used to warm up really well. Um, I'd even take my top off and say, hello, I'm here. And then the physio would go, just put it back on, mate, sit down. It's embarrassing. So um, I've been there. Um, Such a contrast. Well, it is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> those tight white shirts didn't suit me. But no, you do feel sorry for them. Um, but then ultimately, they're, you know, it's the power of social media, isn't it? We've all got an opinion. And again, in my opinion, opinions like arseholes, everyone's got one. doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong. It's a horrible saying. But or smelly. Or mine's not so smelly. I went, walked into Jim's room today. My God. He'd had a little Death. sleep in the afternoon. So it's like I've been hit by a I've wall of I've shit I've had, I've had, it's horrible I've had a sleep in the bedroom <laughs> so I'm asleep and it's five o'clock bit of jet lag come in goody we've, we've got to wrap it we've got to wrap it up after this so you just yeah, finish does the that closes the door Fred comes in what the fuck is that smell anyway that's uh, yeah lads will be lads I suppose um, oh, lads on tour yeah, lads on tour lads on tour thank you guys all very much for coming along thank you for listening online make sure you share it on Twitter and Facebook and thank you very much to the rugbypass.com who's basically like the Netflix of Twitter and they're helping us out a lot and uh, what was the name of this place again? Augusto Augusto and it's not Rugby Pass aren't the Netflix of Twitter you said Netflix there's a key we get another thing wrong Rugby Pass the Netflix of rugby we hope your bag turns up as well because we do, we do feel for you because you know Andy's meant to be the anchor man He's I'm extremely up. jet lagged. You've okay. rocked up for three days, for four days, and the bag's gone missing. So, fingers crossed, we we get your bag back because what the boat shoes and boat shoes and jogging bottoms? You ain't coming out with us tonight. What am I? You wearing? ain't coming out with us tonight. I'm telling you that. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, thanks very much. Cheers.